everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining and Merry Christmas. Before we jump into today's reading assignment, we need your help. The cool part about Join the Journey is that we are reading the Bible together. And everything we do, whether it's this podcast, the website, or the journals, is a team effort. And as we move toward the new year and get ready to start a new plan, it's an excellent time for new friends to jump in and read with us, which is where you come in. And there are two things you can do to help others join the journey. You can write a review for this podcast, which helps new friends more easily find Join the Journey. And you can personally invite new friends to read along with us. So take 30 seconds right now. I'm going to quit talking and write a review if you haven't yet, or text a friend or a community group, a small group, and invite them to read along with us in 2023. If you're driving, I'm trusting that you're going to pull over or wait till you get where you're going. 30 seconds, go. All right, Revelation 10 and 11. Where do you turn when all hope seems lost? I don't know if you've noticed, but every year at Christmas, worship pastors decide they're going to lead their congregations in a different breed of worship music. That is to say that during the holiday season, we sing Christmas songs at church. Now hear me, I love it. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's a good thing, actually, because we use the Christmas season to remind ourselves and declare back to God as we worship through song some very important truths. And a lot of the truths that we declare throughout the Christmas season actually recall a decent amount of what we read in Revelation. Think about it. There's the song, O Come All Ye Faithful, where we sing, O come and behold him, born the king of angels. What about joy to the world? He... Jesus rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love. And then there's O Holy Night. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name, all oppression shall cease. It'll stop. Fall on your knees. Oh, here are the angel voices. Revelation 11, 15 through 19. I'm going to read it. Now, I want you to think about what, what songs this passage might call to mind, starting in verse 15. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath came. And the time for the dead to be judged and for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and for those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Verse 19. 
Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. It's a lot in there. And there's just something to be said about the truths we can complacently or absent-mindedly declare at Christmas time. Yes, Jesus humbled himself and came as a baby, but he was just as much God then as he is now and as he will be when he returns. He's never stopped being fully God, which is mind-blowing, and one day he's coming back. He's going to return to this earth. Lee Summers, one of our Devo writers, recognized that today's reading spans a lot of content. She said, The content ranges from John eating the little scroll to our introduction of the two witnesses. Reading Revelation can be confusing or discouraging because of the complex nature of the text and some of the symbols used in it. But these chapters offer great hope to believers. Revelation 10 through 11 explain the interlude between the sixth and seventh trumpet judgment and the sounding of the seventh trumpet judgment. In Revelation 10, the Apostle John reports that he saw a mighty angel descend from heaven and place his right foot on the sea and his left foot on land. He predicted that in the days of the seventh trumpet, the mystery of God would be fulfilled. God will soon complete his program for Israel and the Gentiles. In Revelation 11, verse 15, Lee continues by noting the seventh trumpet judgment begins, which confirms John's prediction. Two witnesses are introduced to the story, and they are ultimately martyred after three and a half years of prophesying, but God raises them to heaven. These chapters also conclude the three woes as first described in Revelation 8.13. Now again, Revelation could be confusing. It could be considered confusing, at least, but there is a scarlet thread woven throughout Scripture from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. In His second coming— The Lord is coming as a victorious king. He is conquering the world, and this earthly kingdom becomes becomes his kingdom. Revelation 11.15 states the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever, which is so encouraging. Through the turbulence of this world, the Lord's steadfast love never ceases, and he will be victorious. Isaiah 54.10 To be a child of God means the Father knows you, loves you, and protects you even through the confusing and disheartening times of life. The Lord triumphs over the brokenness and sin of this world. What a great hope to trust in, Lee concludes. Now, I don't know what turbulence or trouble you're experiencing, but I know we can all take heart as Jesus is the ultimate victor. We, however, as Ephesians 2 says, We were dead in our transgressions and sins, in which we used to live when we followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. But because of his great love for us, God, who's rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace we have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 2, 1 through 7. 
We, believers, we once followed the ruler of the kingdom of air, but now we follow Christ. And one day, as Revelation shows us, he will triumph forever over the ways of this world and over the ruler of the kingdom of the air and over the spirit who is now at work and those who are, di- who are disobedient. Let me read Revelation eleven fifteen again. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, that he shall reign forever and ever. And that is something to look forward to. Jesus triumphs over sin and death forever. It's the final score. We've still got a lot of revelation left to read together, but for now, That's all we've got time for. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.